You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Hey, this is Ramses from Push the Point, the Mash Those Buttons official Overwatch League podcast. Tune in every Tuesday where me and my co-host Labosco break down player performances, storylines, and the league at large. Welcome to another Watchpoint Radio community episode, a bonus episode of Watchpoint Radio where we bring on a community member and let them discuss whatever they really want to talk about as long as it's Overwatch related. I am Jared, also known as Ja, and if you didn't know that, you are a first-time listener, so uh, welcome first-time listeners. Thank you very much for taking time to check out Watchpoint Radio, and uh, we hope you enjoy these uh, you know, this community episode that we're putting out here. And on today's community episode, we were able to get Fish75, a community member for quite some time, and he's pretty active in our Discord, and his topic was very interesting to me. It's something that I didn't really think about or uh, would have thought somebody would want to talk about, but his, uh, his idea was to talk about why he is in love with bronze. And we had a wonderful conversation about bronze and its community, so I'm not going to you know, take too much time here. I'm just going to go ahead and let's get into the episode. This is my kind of city. Lights, camera, action. All right. I am here with Fish75, longtime community member. How you doing, Fish? Pretty good today. Good, good. And you're here on what I thought was an interesting but odd topic. You're in love with bronze. Yeah, that's right. Um, I don't like to be a bronze player but i really really enjoy the community and i love playing competitive matches in bronze it's been a lot of fun um i've been in bronze ever since i played pc um which i think was like season three or four okay so yeah yeah well through season three or four i think we're what we just started season 16 yep so you've been there for quite some time did you so you said when you came to pc were you playing on a different uh platform before yeah, I won the Taco Bell drawing, and I'm actually wearing the Reaper headphones they gave me, and they also gave me a copy for Xbox, because at the time, all my friends were playing on Xbox. Oh, right, yeah. Actually, that's kind of what we see me and me and uh, Kendra talk about sometimes, but a lot of the guys that, you know, we that we know started on Xbox, like, including a lot of listeners, they eventually just come to PC, but the PS4 guys don't really do it. They stick on PS4. It's It's an interesting phenomenon. Yeah, I've been a PC gamer my whole life, um, but I just w- only got the Xbox copy because my friends were on Xbox and then I switched jobs. And so I switched friends and I no longer <laughs> had a reason to play on Xbox. Oh, wow. OK. All right. So on Xbox, like what rank were you? What did you even play competitive on Xbox? Yeah, I did. I played first season competitive. Um, 
second season competitive. I think I was like 1950 or something. Oh, okay. I think I well, just did that, placements in like maybe two games. That actually that actually still tracks because one thing that I, I tend to say is that whatever rank you have on, on, on a console, if you bring that to PC, it's going to be a rank down. Yeah. Like if you, yeah. like, yeah, like if you like uh, are like a platinum on, on PS4 or Xbox, when you come to PC, you're probably going to land in gold or unfortunately maybe a little lower and you have to work your way back up. So that still tracks. Yeah. For like, me, a huge part was hardware. Um, I only had a laptop to play on at the time and it only runs like a max of 25 frames per second. So I really had no business being in competitive at the time. And then uh, the, a lot of the rest of the time I've been playing on a, on a um, tower, a gaming PC I built for my wife, but it was having some video card problems, which I finally resolved this year. So hopefully I do a little bit better, but I was having a lot of like video card crashes mid game and stuff like that. Yikes. Ooh, yeah. That's a recipe for disaster. I didn't feel too bad about it because I was in bronze and people were super understanding. Oh, yeah, that's true. I think a lot of players in bronze have that are going to have that issue. I think a lot of people are in bronze because of their setups. Like, what kind of frames are you getting now? Um, I, I run 60. I have it capped at 60 because uh, it was having some slowdowns and slowdowns are worse than having like like I could run it at 80 a lot of times, but then it would drop to like 65 and that much of a frame drop would be way more noticeable than just keeping it pinned at 60. Yikes! Yeah, and and hardware makes it makes a big deal because you know I know players who were platinum and then they upgraded their rig to like a hundred forty four hertz monitor and a better mouse and a mechanical keyboard and now all of a sudden they're grandmaster. <laughs> you know. Yeah, and in addition, I live in Idaho, uh, so the fastest internet here is still really slow to a place like LA. Like it's even worse. I used to be a League of Legends player, but I completely quit when they moved the servers to Chicago. So it changed my ping from 28 to 130. Oof. And ping's really important in that game for uh, CS. Oh yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure. So yeah, actually if you ended up uh if you ended up upgrading your hardware, you might you might actually have to say bye to bronze. Like <laughs> they may not be able to keep you down there anymore. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah. I've this I've is like Yeah. Oh I'm sorry, you go ahead. I've just I've met so many cool people in bronze because uh like pretty much people don't want to be in bronze, obviously. Um, and so there's a lot of people who are just either really angry and you filter those out quickly or you meet just really cool people who are there for like the social aspect. There's a lot of like cool, lonely people in bronze. Wow. Yeah, I never I never really thought about that. And I, I I haven't had an account that's been in bronze range, like playing range for a long time now. I mean, the lowest accounts I can really play with are like silver accounts right now. Mm -hmm. And the way you kind of picture bronze is like people just scratching away, trying to, trying to climb their way up, <laughs> you know, like frantically trying to get out of bronze. Yeah. A lot of people in bronze are probably like there to stay. Because they're super casual. A lot of them, uh, Overwatch is like their first first-person shooter they've ever played. And uh, they they only played occasionally. They only play with like the same group of friends. And like for me, uh, one thing that kept like making me lose SR was I had this group of friends I really like playing with. And they were really, really bad. 
just like mechanically Word. bad and they like to play high skill champions they'd be like genji and um hanzo and stuff but they couldn't aim at all so uh it was pretty hard to climb at all with them and yeah uh, i can imagine a lot of people in bronze are like that like um i've met so many like school teachers and um just like all kinds of people like i think i don't know about like the upper ranks in the overwatch community but it's probably like 10 to 20 percent women in bronze and um it's also like there's like a lot higher amount of lgbt people like uh i've been in a couple of lobbies where we've been playing like a five stack and like no one's straight in the five stack really yep yeah I, I think it's because those people get like bullied out of competitive sometimes especially people with like really effeminate voices get bullied out of competitive like both women and like um more feminine sounding gay dudes okay no, i see what you're saying yeah because yeah, i mean i, I i'm trying i don't in, in the upper ranks i couldn't even tell you because it kind of doesn't come up you, generally speaking you're kind of just focused on doing your job and making sure other people do their <laughs> jobs like and i'm talking about like when you're playing like in diamond and stuff like that there's a whole patch of overwatch both go, like gold through platinum where it's a mixed bag right you know your team could break down mid-match because somebody gets tilted and they say something to one person and the other person says something back and then they go back and forth and in the meantime basically your team is just crumbling around you and i'm not saying that doesn't happen in the higher ranks like in diamond and master and grandmaster i had just haven't seen it as much uh because generally speaking like people are kind of they're a bit more focused which is probably why they're in the rank in the first place right yeah <laughs> um, yeah yeah and, but yeah i mean like the so the the social aspects of games or or the gamers themselves i never really thought about that because they, they i i can see how the social aspects can come more to light in in in, in those aspects like, in, in lower tiers because there's just not as much focus on playing the game well yeah yeah, that's true. Um, and I also play a lot of looking for group and those kinds of people tend to play looking for group a lot because it helps avoid some of the bullying. As you can imagine, because you can sort of vet people. Yeah, and that's what LFG really is for, is to help you shape your community uh, better. That's why I, I really wish they would do stuff to incentivize LFG more. Because I think just making like if they because i've said it on the main show quite a bit but if they just made six stacks mandatory to get in a comp which means you had to use lfg i think that would actually improve the the quality of game for a lot of people yeah i i agree with that um the first game i played competitively was modern warfare 2 uh, i joined a clan on pc and it was all scrims and stuff so we would we'd occasionally bump into like another clan in like general lobby and then immediately we just start up a custom game and then it would be like you know pretty intense high level gameplay and and that was all the only competitive there was in Modern Warfare 2 really it was like scrims and stuff like that we used to scrim yeah. scrim like the first cav guys and stuff all the time um now i know what you mean i'm from that generation where that's how you played competitive right and I think that's that's lost on a lot of people because, you know, there are generations of gaming, right? And then there have been these huge bursts of gamers in waves. You know what I'm saying? 
you know, uh, I think like, you know, back in the nineties, the PlayStation brought in a lot of new gamers, you know, mm-hmm. because of, you know, it wasn't just it, like the, we all always knew that gaming just wasn't for kids, but the PlayStation helped other people realize like, Hey, I'm not a dork for wanting to do this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. For it to play games. yeah. The, the, the content of these games are cool. Then I think the next big wave hit with Halo, so that's a, like mm-hmm. a few years later. Well, more than a few years, like let's say five, six years later. Then another huge wave hit with Modern Warfare, you know, of, of gamers. And then I think after Modern Warfare, the next big wave hit uh, with League of Legends. Yep. Because of how accessible it was in terms of like you could just play that on anything. You play it on a potato if you wanted to. Yeah, yeah. You know, or a Mac. And yeah, or Mac. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was always the joke because like if you were on Mac, a lot of people were running on Windows virtual machines, and so it took oh, yeah. forever to load. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. So like with the, with, with they, you know League of Legends being a, a new a new wave, and League of Legends is when it's not the first time a company or a developer took complete control of their competitive community, but it's the first time it worked really, really, really well, you know, because, you know, call of duty, you know, back in like, what was it like? Oh, seven, Oh eight. They stopped with the dedicated servers. Like you couldn't put up your own dedicated servers anymore, but they weren't running ranked competitive matches. And league of legends is what brought that to the light that yeah. people really liked that. So there's a like a whole generation, a whole huge generation of gamers out there that don't even know what they would do if the rank system wasn't right in their face, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, cause it, it, it just wasn't hard. I'm sorry. Like I would, you know, if I didn't have to like work, you know, on a Saturday or something like that, uh, me and my friends, we would hop into IRC and we could get scrims for Counter-Strike all day. If we wanted to all day and night, actually, there was never a lull. And that was just Northeast because back then, you know, pings w- it mattered way, way more. Actually, technically speaking, like, I got to be honest with you, it still matters. I hate trust the shooter. Not sure if you heard. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, but uh, it still matters. But back then, mm-hmm. like, you know, if somebody from the West was like, let's scram, we're going like, oh, no way. Forget about that. Like, that's going to be like, you know. That was easily back in like, you know, 2005, 2006. That's easily like a 70, 80 ping, you know, and then we had to choose a server, their server, our server just wasn't be fair. So, you know, we had to get a scrim. We knew it had to be in the northeast or at least on the east coast so we can get a decent, you know, ping and the match could be fair. And we can get those like it was nothing like we put up an advertisement in IRC to get a game and we get two, three replies in a matter of minutes, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for it's just for Call of Duty. Of course, it wasn't dedicated servers. So what it was is people just swear at you if you had bad ping <laughs> for them. And so, like, uh, usually someone who it was funny because it just always naturally fell to like this gar- guy is uh, a software developer in the LA area. And so when he'd host, we'd all have decent ping. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Yeah, oh yeah, that's right. Because they had the traveling, they had the like you know the uh, the they'd move the server to a better location. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It would mic. Well, what you would do is you'd leave match and then rejoin. Like if you're a host, you'd leave match and rejoin, and then it would host on the best ping for like everyone. It would make a decision based on nice. who had the best ping for everyone, and it would get switched to them. Nice, and that, it would have to like it would pause the match, right? Like to migrate the yeah, match. Yeah, it would pause. Actually, I don't think you even have to left. 
or even had to leave. I think you just had to like go into the menu and click uh, surrender host or something like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. I just think like, you know, in, in, in one of the, I think biggest advantages of having your community able to grow like that, right. Being able to find people and group up. And I mean, well, don't get me wrong. You can do that in overwatch right now. So I'm not going to act like you can't do, you can't do that in overwatch. But the thing is, a lot of people wouldn't even look, you know, right now because uh, they just it's the accessibility issue. They hop in the game, they hit competitive. Boom. That's that's the competitive system. Am I right? Versus if they couldn't just go into competitive by themselves, they would be forced to look for people to play with, you know, and then that actually just by looking, at it opens new doors like you're going to find new discords to go into. You're going to find a group of people that you find that you do like to play with and You'll be able to play with that group more often. You'll get better as a group. You'll be, you'll know the people better. So, you know, it, it'll just, it's just a much better experience overall. And I think players in the lower tiers, it will help them get better too. Yeah. I think, I think that's definitely true about like it just being so accessible to, to find groups now that people don't even do it. And I, I also play World of Warcraft and I'm a recent player. So I haven't even really bothered to try and find groups because just there's Dungeon Finder. You just click Dungeon Finder. Like, why would I even bother joining like a Ventrilo or something like you would back in the day um, where you couldn't do anything alone and you had to actually find people on your own? It's the same way in Overwatch. I think like um, lots of people just click the play competitive button and they just get matched with who they get matched with. And in Bronze... There's only like maybe two or three looking for groups ever. Right. Yeah. And I, I can, I can see that. And, you know, and I don't know if you have this problem in bronze, but definitely I, I, it's a problem in silver, gold and platinum with uh, Smurfs. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, even though if you, if you, if somebody's Smurfing in gold, more than likely they're a platinum player, if they're Smurfing in silver, more than likely they're a gold player, but it makes a difference. Like there's some stark differences between those ranks, you know, uh, and it can ruin the experience of somebody in lower rank. Like when I, when I'm on my practice account, I would, I try not to play characters that I know I'm good at. Like I try not to play Zenyatta because you know I'll have tracers and Genjis coming after me in gold, and they just get swatted, and I know that's an extremely frustrating experience for them, <laughs> you know, you know, getting killed by by a Zen because it, it's like you know it's it's pretty obvious that I shouldn't be in that rank, you know? Yeah. And when, and you know, if you had, if you did your six stack only cues, I think you'd still have a problem with Smurfs to be honest. But you know, with, if you, if you and your friends decided to, okay, well let's see if we can get a a scrim with a team at the same rank and you can actually pick and choose who you want to play against. And I mean, even if you don't improve that much, you can still have a a good time. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? your bronze team versus another team that you know is actually bronze, you know? Yeah. If, if that's what you want to do. In bronze, you get a lot of weird experiences too. Like uh, one game, a guy was doing a video card test and he was doing a video card test by doing a four man group of uh, all, all accounts on his one PC. And so he'd play one at a time and he had two guys just who got random matched with him. Oh man. And so they were just like <laughs> typing angrily in chat like 
why is this guy wasting our time? He's like, well, my video card's looking good. Sorry about this. Sorry, you're going to take a loss for this. And like that you also get intentional derankers and sometimes people derank together in groups. And so you'll get right, yeah. just nutty good people who are playing like maybe a duo. Like I, I've I've had some games where there there was one game in particular where the uh winning kill cam was a widow getting an ace with six headshots. Oh wow. <laughs> and so yeah, yeah it, like that's the weird thing about bronze is the mechanics vary so greatly. And a lot of people in bronze actually have decent mechanics and they're either there intentionally or they're there because they're really, really, really antisocial. And so they can't keep a team together or they have terrible hardware. Yeah, I can see terrible hardware. What I like, generally when I think about bronze and, you know, I could be wrong about this is that, you know, when you're in bronze, you lack both mechanics and game sense, generally speaking. But then, of course, you have the people who purposefully derank, you know, like you're talking about, which I don't I, I don't understand. Like, what's the point of going go like going down to bronze just so you can beat up on some on some players like it's not even fun you know that's that's how it feels like even on my practice account when i am winning too much like when it when it becomes too easy i will switch off to another character when they switch to the second rank system in overwatch so you remember the first the launch rank system um which was yeah, like 0 to 100 or something like that um when they switched yeah. to the second one that was I think it was the season after that that I started on PC, I think season three. And uh, I had some really bad hardware problems and ended up down in like the 400s. Um, and then Overwatch, like the, the dev team saw this behavior where people were trying to get as low of an SR as they possibly could. And so they actually changed everything under 500 to just call it like... It's just a less than and a five like less than symbol and then five hundred because people were actually right, using yeah. it as like a trophy to see how they low c- they could go. Oh yeah, I remember that. I remember the the bronze to GM challenges that people will watch. Yep. You know. Yeah. It's a lot. I, I do remember. It's that. hard <laughs> if you're not actually grandmaster player. <laughs> oh no, I, I believe you. Like you know, it's it can be hard enough. Like once you hit, like once you hit the rank that. I, th- I think they're like right below where you're supposed to be. It can get a bit difficult, especially in the gold area. Like gold is like quicksand. <laughs> like I, I, I find like, you know, you just don't know who or, or what you're going to be, you know, dealing with. And generally in gold, you have people who can, who mechanically are decent, right? Mm-hmm. But they just don't have any game sense. And that's why they're losing. You know, they're just making bad decisions, <laughs> a lot of them. And if you get caught up in that, you know, you can ask Kender and, and the dude who buys about it. Like, I know Kender is like definitely he is not a gold player, but he's been stuck in gold for oh, for a little bit. And I think it's been a bit discouraging for him, you know, because it, it is kind of tough to, to pull out of there. Because even I mean, once you hit like once you hit a certain rank, like you can kind of just fly up, you know, to a degree, to a degree. I'm not gonna say it's just gonna be super, that's super easy, but I think, you know, for like you know, the 2800 to to 3000 to get into into diamond, in my opinion, is way easier than like the 26, uh, you know, the the 2500 to 2800 or, or the 2600 to 2800. 
way easier. Sometimes it because it sometimes it kind of feels like the ahead. Overwatch rank system is fighting you. Uh especially like it's weird that in bronze, it, at least for me, it used to be all the time that uh you'd get like twice you get half as much SR as you'd lose on a loss, even though you're already like ranked six hundred. Like you'd have six hundred SR and you get like ten on a win and lose like twenty five on a loss. And it's the only game I know of that that does it that way. Because most games try and keep a bell curve, right? So if you're below, it tries to speed up your climb progress. And if you're above, it tries to slow it down. Um, like League of Legends does that, for example. If you're in bronze, like bronze five in League of Legends, you get like 50 SR or, well, LP uh, for a win. And you only lose like 15 or 20 for a loss. Because it, it's trying to get you out yeah. if you actually make an effort at all. Right, yeah. Now the thing about the uh, about the SR system or the current rank system in Overwatch, and I think, and this is why I'm surprised they haven't changed it yet, because they made it clear early on that the early that that their that their um point or the the, the goal of the SR system or the competitive system was to give you competitive matches, not necessarily to be a ladder. But basically, they want to take your your SR and they want to put you against other players of similar skill just to have competitive matches. So the SR system is actually built to find out where you're supposed to be and keep you there. Versus, you know, well, he's winning, so let him go up, you know, get him out of here. It's not like that. Like you have to do exceedingly well for quite some time to get your rank up. You know, and and they don't want to give us insight into how their SR system actually works. So you know, it's all speculation. But one thing I did notice, like you know, one night I can be getting terrible SR for wins, right? I can be getting like you know twenty on a win, twenty five on a loss. But if I'm winning more than I'm losing, losing the next day, if I were to play, now I'm getting more SR for a win and less for a loss because I think the system resets at some point in the night, or 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 it changes where it thinks you should be like basically i think it reformulates your hidden sr <laughs> you know what i'm yeah. saying and th- so yeah this like jeff kaplan made it really clear early on that it's not made for it's not the competitors in overwatch isn't made made to be climbed it's not it's made to find out where you're supposed to be and keep you there and i think in general it does a pretty good job of of making competitive matches as long as there isn't things it can't account for like obviously smurfing or a dude running four accounts on this computer. Uh, most of the time it really is very close. Like I get overtimes draws all the time, almost every competitive match. Actually um, you'll get like an overtime. Uh, they almost never end like two points to zero or anything like that. Yeah. I think you find uh, um, it's more, uh, it's, it's less reliable when you're in a group that has SR far apart, I will say that if you can get a, a group that's SR is actually pretty close and tight. I think you can have some really good matches. If you're a group SR, like I, that's why I've really disliked the thousand SR range they have. You know, at my in my opinion, it should be no more than 500, and even that's a bit much. I think you should be forced to group up with people that are within 250 SR of your range because that's that'll give you the most accurate match. But I've played in groups. Where our SR spread is literally like a thousand SR, and we could we we will have a game where we absolutely demolish the other team, and we have a game where we absolutely get demolished. 
because you know both teams are going to have like carries and smurfs you know it's it's not the same mm-hmm. yeah but yeah when, when when the sr is close i think it does do a decent job of putting matches together when it, it, everything is accounted for when and this is why they should have a six you know at, competitive should be six stack only because if you have a six stack of people who know who play together it's unlikely that they're going to be trolling one another you know but you know you could take my practice account into consideration when i play on that account i'm going to be playing a character i'm not my best at that's the whole point of me playing on that account you know and i'm trying to learn the character and i mean unfortunately for the people that i play with while i'm learning the character it may not turn out so great but then that's why I can play as many characters as I play now, you know, and, you know, I, I, it, it works out a bit better. But, yeah, I think I think if they, well, you know, I, it's like I'm beating a dead horse, but, you know, I think that's the way to go. I just don't think they're going to, you know, the six stack only cue, but I just don't think they're going to do it. It's more than likely they're going to do a two, two, two. How do, how do you think that's going to affect bronze? I think I think it'd be good for bronze, actually. Um, bronze basically is in anything goes it's it's pretty close to how quick play is a lot of people will know strategy and the, the, if they'll say it out loud then people tend to follow um like i've i've played a couple games where we've actually run goats but that's that's when you have a, a looking for group if it's just randos you really never know what you're going to get you might you might end up with like a as a blueberry with a four stack on your team and they're like all dps four stack like it's it's impossible to judge but i think the uh like needing a six stack is more important to higher ranks than is to bronze um in in bronze for example people tend to be uh pretty close to salt immune like if you're still playing competitive after being bronze for a couple of seasons uh you're not a very emotional player (laughs) <laughs> like right, if you're still enjoying that. the game after being in bronze for a couple of seasons, then you're probably someone who's just there to chill. And those are the best. And, and, and so that's why like a two, two, two is not really an issue in bronze because no one really cares what you play. They're just there to play some good games, meet some cool people, maybe make some friends. And like, I've made a lot of friends who I actually talk with outside of overwatch, uh, just from playing looking for groups with random people. Yeah, I, I can see that. That's you know, that's a good trade off to have. And I can see why you are fond of bronze because you know, I, I have met other pe I have met other players playing Overwatch in higher ranks, but you know, usually for the most part you just kind of go your separate ways once you're done with a match, right? Yeah. <laughs> that that just that, that that's just the way it goes. That's if your invoice comes at all. Yeah. Yeah. The the most so. toxic Overwatch player I know is an actual person I know in real life and he's a masters player and he absolutely hates losing. And as soon as he starts to lose, he completely takes out on his team on comms and he has like a zero uh reputation. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, really? he's the most toxic person <laughs> I know. But he's like a he's a tracer main in masters. And he's just yeah a ridiculously mechanically skilled player and um also knows all the strategy but he just can't handle losing at all but maybe that motivates him to win 
the funny thing is like the thing uh, you, uh, you don't really have to deal with in bronze is the how are you in this rank question like when i'm playing in plat or i'm playing in diamond and i see people make certain decisions like how are you in this rank but in bronze everybody knows why they're there well people actually <laughs> say it to me all the time how are you in this rank but it's a compliment so i don't oh, get offended yeah. <laughs> i mean basically if you can land yeah. shots as a dps people are going to be like why are you here you should be in silver yeah now I get that. Like, there's no, there's no attitude when it comes to it. I think, like, once you hit, like, you know, silver players are still pretty. Uh, they're still pretty nice people, right? For the most part, once you start hitting gold, and especially once you hit that gold platinum border, people, especially, I think it's because people have been a lot of people have worked so hard to get there to get out of gold, you know, and get into platinum that they think that they are the shit once they hit that rank. You know, I mean, technically speaking, once you hit platinum, you are in the higher t- tier, right? You know, you are like, you know, in terms of percentages, you are in a, in a higher percentage of players. But, you know, that's not really considered a high rank, right? Yeah, you know? you're like in the I mean, 60th I mean, even, percentile instead of like in the 45th. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. You know, because even like, di- you know, diamond players catch flack too from like masters and grandmasters. Play. But if you, I mean, if you put grand, you put masters and grandmasters together, I'm pretty sure that's less than 10% of the player base, <laughs> you know? So uh, it's, it, it's just weird how it's, it's kind of viewed, you know? Um, but yeah, you, I, I can see how you don't have those attitude problems in, in bronze because everybody, uh, you're at the lowest rank, you know? Yeah. I, I got. I got to be honest. I kind of wish they would have just kept the the rank system that they had, the original one in beta. Yeah, like well, not the oh. one they had in season one because that one had been changed from beta. The beta season was a lot closer to what you have in League of Legends. Actually, the the entire first tier you could not lose points. Oh, the entire first tier, like Hearthstone, like you couldn't lose points. Yeah, like you couldn't lose points. You could only gain, and once you gain enough points. You went to the next tier, which I think you, you on a win you would get like twenty. On a loss you would lose ten. That's a ladder, you know. But then they put this SR system in because people. I don't know. They they, they just said people were complaining about the ladder, but I do remember being you know in the forums around a lot around that time. I just don't remember the there being a bunch of complaints about it. You know, I think maybe the Overwatch team they just felt like that wasn't that inclusive. Because up until that point, I mean, you did have Heroes of the Storm competitive system, but and Hearthstone. You know, historically speaking, Hearthstone by the time Overwatch came out, really well, was Hearthstone already out? When yeah, Overwatch yeah, I think out? I think Hearthstone right, had a huge was, tournament yeah. scene already by that point. Yeah, it was like it, it kind of felt like they they were too worried about people's feelings, you know, <laughs> when it's when it came to the rank system because if you you know, honestly, most people probably would, because I think it went, like, it went like challenger and then advanced, and most of the community probably would have been stuck in advanced, actually. And that's the way it's supposed to be. The bulk of the people who play are at the bottom of the ladder, you know. And then the higher you go, the less people you you see. But they want to use you know the, the bell curve, you know, and keep and and keep the bulk of their player base in the middle of the ladder. That's why forever you will have the 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 bulk of the players are going to be in gold and platinum, right? So that's, you know, it's funny because one of the other things about bronze is there's so few people who actually play in bronze. Like I've, I've been a part of the overwatch community, um, in your discord for a really long time. I think like 
almost two years at this point. And I've only played a total of three matches with other Discord members. Um, and it's the same way. Like, none of my friends are in bronze, so I can't play competitive with any of my friends. Um, and when you play competitive, if you play, like, two hours of competitive, probably, let's see, two hours, you'll get, like, what, six matches? In six matches, you'll probably see at least one person that you've seen before in every match if not like two or three, even if they're ungrouped. Yeah. So like I'll, I'll play a, <laughs> there's one time I, I played a Saturday morning, a whole Saturday morning from like 8am to noon. And there's this one guy and he carried our team when I played with him and he carried their team when we played against him. So I won every match with him. I lost every match against him. And that was like <laughs> my whole morning was just either playing with this guy or against this guy. Yeah, I know like stuff like that's common in both bronze and grandmaster, right? Uh not that long ago, I'll say a couple months ago, I saw that happening in I think at the time, I think that that was like low diamond or it was a high platinum. I can't remember, but it was like in that low diamond high platinum area where I played with this guy, like we played we had we had a match, a couple matches later, he's on my team again, a couple matches later he's on the other team. I leave you know, and I go handle my day. I come back way later at night. I hop back on and I match up with him again. And I'm like, yo, were you the same guy I played with earlier? And he's like, yes. He's like, I was going to ask you the same thing. <laughs> and it's like, oh, that's a, that sets off some alarm bells about server population. Yeah, and that's stuff. I. Uh, people have been saying dead game for a long time that again, that, that friend I have who's in masters was saying dead game like two years ago because every match was always with the same people. Like you'd hop online for a day and every single match would be with the same people. Right. Well, I mean, in his case, he's, you know, grandmaster is really made to be a low population yeah, area, yeah. right? Both the ends of the the bell curve. So it's a, it's a little much like, you know, once, gold and plat and diamond start seeing high key times and start seeing uh you know the same people then i think there's uh, you know there's a little bit to be worried about <laughs> i i think that's when the game starts to get really fun and it becomes more like less like competitive and more like a pickup game of basketball or something you know like uh well losers out and like you only have enough for like two and a half teams so one team leaves and like two guys actually go and sit on the bench, two new guys come in and you still have like three of the old guys on the team. Like that, that's kind of the environment it gets to be like, I still play Modern Warfare two on PC occasionally. And it's like that you'll go, you'll play every game with the same group of people. Like no one will ever switch and like, you'll get uh swap teams and stuff. So you, you just get to meet and hang out with and play against the same people. And it ends up being pretty competitive, right? Cause it swaps the people around, um, uh, I, I really enjoy that. I think that's really fun. And that's kind of how I like playing competitive games because I, I've never really had enough time to dedicate to one game to be like a, a serious ladder climber. No, that makes a lot of sense. And there's a lot of fun in that too. Like, you know, when we used to play, you know, Counter-Strike competitively and we played a team again that either we scrimmed against them before, you know, or a couple times, or we played them last season in Cal, and now we're playing them again, and they have the same roster. <laughs> you know, you know, we got to remember this guy. Like this guy was good with this in this situation, and you know, stuff like that. Or 
Um, it happened more often when I used to, when I played on real competitively because that commu- that competitive community was smaller for capture the flag, so it wasn't uncommon for you to you know back to back weeks you play the same team on the ladder, you know, and you all kind of know each other because you're all hanging out in the same IRC channels, <laughs> you know. And that was a lot of fun. Like that really did foster a community. So yeah, but um. No, no, I, I can see how, how you can how that can be a lot of fun. <laughs> so, you uh, got anything else that you want to you want to bring up about bronze and how you love bronze? <laughs> the fun part about bronze is you can be like the the uh, the DPS no matter which uh, character you play. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I sometimes I get fifty kills on Reinhardt and the silver. In eliminations has like eight, <laughs> oh, or <wow>. or Mercy <laughs> or Lucio or like it makes it kind of fun because everything's viable all the time and everything can be like a like a DPS if you want it to be because people will just stand there and get hit. <laughs> so that's funny because that's exactly how the Overwatch team wants the game to be. Everything is viable all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's a little different than other games where they sp- want like a specific group of. Ch- heroes or champions to be viable like this week and then okay so here's the plans for the buffs and nerfs so it switches to this like for next split or whatever right yeah it's kind of fun but it right. seems impossible to balance that way to, to actually try and yeah, balance no. to have everything be equally good oh no that it's it's an impossible task <laughs> it, is, it is an impossible task I think, you know, they want because the reason they want everything to be good is because they want people to be able to flex between characters and stuff like that. And the ba- I don't think balance is the way to do that. I actually think map design is the way to do that, right? You know, you know, for example, on Paris, which I hate that map, but Symmetra's teleporter is actually pretty uh pretty important on that map if if you want to get your whole team from one place to the other. You know, if you want to get your whole team around uh that choke. It's not the only way around. Don't get me wrong. People found other ways, a bunch of other ways. But, you know, Sim, Sim could be very helpful on that map. You know, so maybe map design is the way to go instead of, I don't know, giving Reaper 50% lifesteal <laughs> <laughs> per shot. Like, bro. Wow. I, I like the idea you know? of everything being situationally viable. And that seems easier to do, right, is just make one specific scenario where there's a reason to pick this character. but. Definitely what they've done in the past, especially because bronze is so far away from what they're balancing for. Um, it could be really painful. Like Bastion basically rules bronze because he takes a whole team to kill and you right, never yeah. get a whole team. So he he's like he's basically a win condition in bronze. <laughs> like if you're the first team to pick Bastion yeah. and it's the right map, he's a win condition if no one knows how to actually have enough charisma to coordinate a team to kill him yikes yeah i mean like normally i'm against uh character bands but it might not be a bad idea in bronze (laughs) (laughs) i it would be pretty cool if you could do like two character bands and actually i i think if uh we've been talking about like this uh the dev tools that they've given us and uh some of the other things like making uh, the arcade matches, like the arcade game types be there all the time. Uh, I I think that 
to me, it almost seems like 3v3 elimination has more potential to be like a competitive game mode than the core game modes. Because it it's sort of a self-balancing game. And I think it's it would actually be probably better for viewership for most people than the actual game mode. Which like at the time I, I'm just started watching Overwatch League because of Geo and some of the other guys in the Discord. And it's just right. goats all the time. With with like a few exceptions. Yeah, and, right. And I think that's something that well, they're definitely trying to uh, uh get rid of that, you know. If if they actually do go two 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 in Overwatch League, I think it's because they just want to get rid of goats. To be honest with you, it doesn't really seem like it would you know? be that hard of a like if they really wanted to get rid of goats. It doesn't seem like it would be that hard of a balancing problem, even though they've really tried a few things to make it go away and haven't succeeded. Yeah, well, I think, and I'm not the first person that said this. I can't remember who I hear who I heard say this more often. But, you know, generally speaking, their balance philosophy is like instead of nerfing the problem, they buff what they think the solution is going to be. You know, I mean, look at Brigitte. There's no way she should have released in that state. Absolutely none. And they let her out. Yeah. No, there's no valid argument <laughs> for releasing her. There was the no such thing as a besides- one hit assassin character in the game. Like for Brig yeah. to be in the game. Brig could be balanced in the initial state they released her. If like uh, Genji's dash was an insta kill on anything under 200, like if it did 200 damage and if like a McCree headshot was a, a one shot kill, like if the state of the game was for uh, like kill times to be tenths of a second then Brig would have been perfectly balanced, but she doesn't really fit into this right. game. Exactly. Like the way they released her was specifically to get rid of dive. You know, and then she enabled goats. So, <laughs> yeah, they created a whole character to get rid of dive. And then they, you know, they keep buffing Reaper, uh, you know, to try to get him to stop goats and also make him more viable. But he's still not viable. I mean, even in the, you know, I, I, I always hate the Reaper buffs, not because I think they're going to make him un, un, an unstoppable killing machine, at least not in the in the higher ranks or the ranks, even the ranks that I play at, but like still it's like, it's just unbalanced and it's frustrating. <laughs> you know, it's frustrating that when he teleports, he's invisible now and it happens much. Oh, that's a problem in bronze, by the way, 50% lifesteal. The oh, invisible man, teleport yeah. is a huge problem in bronze. Oh yeah. I, I can see it. Like, you know, cause at least before, you know, you still see the smoke. So you can still hit, but like sometimes like in, in situations where I would have normally killed him, I only get some damage off because like, oh, I was just under his head, you know, stuff like he, that. He might as well. So, it might yeah. as well be a 10 second invisibility in bronze, like 10 second complete invisibility. Oh, really? He'll he'll now <laughs> teleport and he will just kill your whole team because no one will turn around and you'll be like screaming into the mic like uh, Reaper, Reaper, Reaper. And people will just be like walking forwards towards the payload <laughs> oh dude yeah like that position that i think they should have just stuck to their guns that ability was never made to be a oh i'm gonna get behind you i'm gonna kill you ability right that's it was a it was a positioning ability like you can get you can get behind the enemy team but not like 10 feet behind them yeah <laughs> you know what i'm saying like it was, it was supposed to be oh you you go over here you go over there you know it's more like, like yeah, ash like that, that's she can thing. get into some sneaky spots 
but she can't get into sneaky spots like on the other side of the map behind the enemy team. She- right, exactly. You know, so. But yeah, I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, like some, I, you know, and sometimes I don't even think about bronze when they talk about these balance changes, but you know, you're right. Like, you know, every time they buff Bastion, I'm going to pour one out for you guys down there. <laughs> yeah. Giving the worst. <laughs> The the thing that ruined Bastion was the ability that he can now heal through anything. Because before, there were a lot of people who could kill him solo. And now there isn't uh, anything right. that can kill him solo, really. Other than like a Diva Bomb right on top mm. of him. Um, like he can heal through right, Pharah right. ult. He can heal through Soldier ult. Like it's it's a huge issue. He can heal through Pharah Yeah, you didn't know that? Because... I th- that's interesting because Zen, like you know, Feral can kill people while they're in trance. No, no, he can, he can. At least at one point, maybe they nerfed it, but there was a while where he had more heal per second than Feral was DPS. Ah, huh. well, yeah, because they they did remember they did buff Feral. Actually, too. I I think it wasn't more. I think it was less, but less by little enough that he'd limp away with like fifty health. Like you'd you'd have to hit him with a rocket gotcha. after, um, right? Okay, no, okay, I, I can kind of see that. Yeah, I can see. He, that. he can heal through Roadhog Hook, uh. like Roadhog Hook shotgun. He just walks away most of the time. Yeah, yeah. And the thing about that, like, because I, I I like to play Hog to kind of counter Bastion sometimes when I'm playing solo. And like you'll get him, you'll it'll brings him out of his out of his turret and everything. But he'll run away while healing himself, and then if he gets a second heal on top of him, he's like just forget about it. And things you you have to keep hitting him because if you don't, he, you like you know he, what's going to happen is he's going to when he goes full heal, he's going to go in the turret form and then blow you away as yeah. hog, yeah. you know, because your your hook your hook won't be back yet. So yeah, I it's probably. I think some of the problems with Bastion have decreased now that they've changed how armor works. Um, I've found that I've been able to kill him with people I wouldn't have been able to kill him with before. Now that the like beams and stuff do more, because I play a lot of Zarya, and and you can actually right, sometimes yeah. kill him with a Zarya when before you had no chance. He just like it used to be that if you're Zarya against Bastion, you just crack your bubble and kill you, and there's nothing you could do about it, even if you're oh, fully yeah. charged. Yeah, yeah, there's nothing you can do about it. like you get the full charge, but like you you just get melted. And now his range, oh my god, like his range is ridiculous. For for being able to spit out that many bullets, yeah. you know. This is the, the Love Bronze Heat Podcast. <laughs> you know, Heat Bastion Podcast. But it's really rewarding if you actually have a good six stack and you can kill him. Then you feel like you're like you feel like you're an Overwatch League team. <laughs> if you're in bronze and you can like successfully coronate a full team dive onto a bastion and kill him and take the point it's just the best feeling in the world uh i, I bet it is because you're probably so you so many fallen to the bastion <laughs> i'm sure yep uh, all right so if, if you if you don't have anything else i think we're good to go yep, here what do you sounds think? Good. we should play together sometime i think the only time we've played together was an xbox game night yeah, pro- probably. Yeah, I'll have to. I, one thing I need to do is when I play, even if I'm just on my practice account, I need to start announcing it more in the game in the channel because what I'll usually do is I'll check to see if anybody wants to play any games, but I play on such odd hours. Oh, really? 
that most of the time people are already yeah. asleep. You I know? feel like I have odd hours because I think a lot of people in the in the Discord are East Coast. So by the time I get yeah. home from work, or especially like if I go to the gym after work, by like 8 p.m. Pacific time, the most recent message will have been like 5 p.m. Pacific time saying like, anyone want to play? But by the time I get home, everyone's asleep. Right, yeah. That's that's my fault. I need to start doing that more frequently. So yeah, but yeah, we can play together. That'll be that'll play be some arcade at I mean, some three v three elimination. Good. That's my game mode. Yeah. <laughs> when it's there. That's my game mode. Oh uh, yeah. And when it's there, exactly. That's the problem. I love three v three, but I and I'd play it more if they just left it in there. I, I don't get it. Maybe that'll be their big surprise. Hey, arcade modes are sticking around. League now. actually, you know the thing about League, how they took their um they're like control point game mode out because the community got too big. It got the community too got big? too big and I they were worried that. they wanted it just to be a game that people played occasionally. And it got too big and they felt like it's splitting their community. And so it was like either that or Twisted Tree Line, which is like the 3v3 map. And so they got yeah. rid of the capture point and now they do a rotating game because their community Oof. was getting split by too many people playing other game modes. No, that's that's a that's a the key to helping your community survive. <laughs> that way, like look at like look at Dota, man. Like well, Dota kept Warcraft three alive. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If, I don't know if you've played any Counter Strike uh, Global Offensive recently, but like their uh, <laughs> their Battle Royale game basically brought back the game. The game. No one was playing it for a long time. I didn't even know they started a battle royale game. Yeah, it actually came out about the same time as the Black Ops one. It's actually a really, really good game. It's my second favorite after Apex. Really? Like I didn't even know. Like they I usually when I hear Battle Royale, oh CSGO Danger Zone. I thought that was a joke. No, no. I think they announced <laughs> it as an April <laughs> Fool's joke, but it's actually it's one of those things where they have something in development. And then they announce it on April Fool's, but it turns out to be real. Like, oh, dude, I totally thought that was a joke. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm on the website now. Obviously, you probably have. Oh, global wow. Offensive. You probably actually have a copy, but. I do have Global Offensive. Yeah. Wow. And this, like, it looks exactly like Half-Life 2. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. I might have to check that out because actually I do enjoy Apex. But, you know, I just don't play it as much as some of the other guys. Yeah, I can't play it on PC. No. Uh, they have a there's a specific. Uh, chip protocol. So for your processor, there's a specific processor right. protocol that requires. And it's based on which generation of Intel you have. So I have a core two quad, Oof. which is hotter than most of the i5s. But it's not the right age. And so the game just doesn't start. Oh, wow. It, it does the, uh, the, uh, what's it called? The, the load up at the beginning where it checks to see if you have any aim bots and stuff attached. Um, oh, yeah, yeah the, the anti cheat system. Uh, and it runs that and then it just says, sorry, you don't have the right stuff on your processor <laughs> and crashes. I find that very, very surprising. Wow. Yeah. But anyways, if you ever want to play okay. Apex on Xbox One, <laughs> then I have it. That's where I played it first. Actually, that's where I played it first with my friend, uh, and we didn't have a good time. But I think it's mainly because, like, you know, on shooter shooters, like if it's on PC, I want to play it on yeah, PC. Yeah, yeah. You know, 
I just have a much better time. So, but yeah, I mean, we can we could probably check it out together. I, I play it a lot. Give it another I, go. My main games are like FIFA 19 in pro clubs, and then Overwatch, oh, and then okay. like miscellaneous old RTSs, like uh, Star Wars Empire at War and stuff oh, like that. Okay. Starcraft 2. Gotcha. Nice. Oh, yeah. I love Star. I spent so much time in Starcraft 2. And then Legacy of the Void broke my heart. (laughs) Well, time to wrap it up. It really did. Yeah, time to wrap it up. Thanks a lot for coming on to the show. Appreciate you coming on and talking about bronze and, you know, why you love it. You definitely brought some perspective, but I don't think we've had on these community episodes yet. Thank you. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. If you got something else you want to talk about, definitely uh, feel free to to, to yeah, you know, let us know. Maybe I'll Bring be here to on. talk about how much I like silver or how much I hate silver in a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Well, good luck with that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Bye. Oh, that'll do fine. All right. And once again, I want to thank Fish75 for coming onto the show and, you know, talking to us about that bronze life and, you know, the community down there. Because, you know, the, the bronze community is actually pretty small. I mean, it's, I don't have the numbers in front of me. I probably should have looked it up right before I did this, but you know, I, th- I think, um, bronze is just a, uh, is a little small, is a little larger than grandmaster, or maybe it's, it's, it's the size of master and grandmaster together, which is not, uh, all that big compared to the rest of the player base. So the the bronze community is actually pretty small, and a lot of and I think most people who play this game have no idea what it's like to play down there. You can only imagine. Well, now you don't have to imagine. Now you know. So, uh, and I was also like really surprised to hear that somebody enjoys playing down there, and they will miss it when they are gone. And good luck to uh, to fish on his uh, you know trying to climb up into silver there. But yeah, with that, I, that's going to be the end of this episode. I'd like to thank you guys for listening. If you enjoyed the show and you want to keep up with Watchpoint Radio, just follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash watchpointradio. Uh, if you want, you can follow me on twitter.com slash churchofjaw. And, you know, th- these episodes are for community members. So we'd love to have you join our Discord, which is discord.me slash mash those buttons. And yeah, you can come in and, you know, discuss Overwatch with us or, you know, whatever uh, you want to talk about. There's a several games that we do host content for mash those buttons, and we'll get into that a little bit later. And uh, if you have any questions or comments, feel free to reach out to us at WPRMashThoseButtons.com or also you can reach out to us on Twitter or Discord. Those are probably the best places to reach us. And I encourage you guys to stay tuned after the show to hear about our other shows. And with that, thank you guys for listening and we'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you for choosing a Mash Those Buttons podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to subscribe to one of our shows, you can find us on multiple podcast platforms across iOS and Android. Just search for the show on a podcatcher like Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts and hit subscribe. If you can't find us on your favorite podcast platform of choice, just go right to the MashThoseButtons.com website, grab the RSS feed, and put it into your podcatcher of choice. If you want to check out some other podcasts you may enjoy, you should check out mashosbuttons.com slash shows. For World of Warcraft fans, we have two podcasts, WoW Talk, which is our news and community podcast, 
and The Torn and the Goblin, which is our lore and story podcast. If you enjoy Overwatch, make sure to check out Watchpoint Radio to keep up with the latest on Overwatch and its community. If you enjoy fighting games, make sure you check out Double Tap for the latest in the FGC. If you're a fan of The Division or looking forward to The Division 2, make sure you check out Sit Rep Radio. If you want to keep up with the latest that mash those buttons, you can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash mtbsite, facebook.com slash mashthosebuttons, and youtube.com slash mashthosebuttons. We'd also like to have you join our Discord community. So just go to discord.me slash mash those buttons and join us for a chat. Once again, thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time.